The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars Popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. St. Jude, the patron saint of those in despair. Jude Thaddeus, a man we encountered only by chance, a life that touched ours only for a brief few moments. But for you who despair, for you beyond help of human hand or mind or heart, listen, this story is for you. I remember how twilight had softened the sounds and shadows of the city of Edessa. I remember the early evening fires of the caravans lighting the hills above the river Euphrates. I remember the portico of the palace where I still worked on the portrait of Altyrian. To the world, Altyrian was ruler of Edessa. To me, He was the foster father who had educated me, guided me, encouraged my talent for art, and I lingered over his portrait, intent upon a flawless work. Then it began. Basil! So simply and so swiftly. Basil, I want to see the portrait now. Oh, Father, the light is poor. Hold the lamp over there. But, Altyrian, in this light... You give me the lamp. Watch out! The flame! I see it. The flame burned your hand. My hand. It's turning red. My hand. It's red. You must have felt it. What did you feel? Nothing. But the skin is raw. 
I feel nothing now. Nothing at all. Basil, why do you look at me so strangely? No reason. There must be a reason. Why, oh, I, I thought I saw a shadow across your left cheek. Why are you holding the sleeves of your robe closed? Am I? Altyrian, why don't you want me to see your arms? Stop questioning me. Are there white splotches, sores on your arms? I, I, I don't know what you mean. I think you do. Roll back your sleeve. Very well. I, oh. I've concealed my arms for weeks. I was so sure the sores would get better and disappear. Instead, they got worse. They looked so unclean. Basil, why do you move away from me? Forgive me. You don't think... You surely don't think... No, I... I can't think. I can't think at all. You're looking at me as if I were loathsome. Oh, no. Yes. You look at me as if I were... It's impossible. I'm not a pauper from the dirty streets. I'm a king. Oh, Altyrian. It can't happen. Altyrian. It has happened. The king of Edessa. The king. A leper. Nerissa, my wife. Basil, I'll never see her again. Oh, Nerissa loves you more than life itself. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. You're strong. You, you've always had strength. What kind of strength would give a man courage to face a living death? Altyrian, put that dagger away. I've not even strength to do that. Altyrian, I promise you, listen to me now. I beg of you. I will try to find help for you. Somehow, somewhere, there must be hope. Hope? For one who is beyond human help? Somehow, Altyrian, I will find help. If you ever find reason for me to hope, return, and return swiftly. Let me go to him. If he's ill, I must go to him. Altyrian is my husband. Nerissa, I beg you. No, let me go into the room. If he's ill, he needs me. Nerissa, come back. Basil. Oh, Basil, why didn't you tell me? Nerissa, you wouldn't let me. Oh, his face. Oh, so dreadful. He's ill. Oh, that illness. No, it's, it's a curse. That's what it is, a pestilence. But you're not the first woman to see her husband go through this. In all this. my life, I've, I've never loved any man but Altarian. Now, now I want to get away from here. I want to go at once. Larissa, we must help him. Help him? Somehow. You don't mean stay here. He needs us, Larissa. Want me to run the risk of my face becoming like his? But if you leave... You ask me to stay here and watch Altyrian rot away? It's not the way of the world, but... What else is there but the world? I don't know. It's time for both of us to protect our own lives. But he needs us. He doesn't need anyone. He's a living corpse. And he's my foster father and your husband. 
If you're wise, you'll leave here now as I will, and every servant and slave will do when they know. Choose your own life to lead. If I could use it to help him. Have you ever heard of help for a leper? I, I, I just remembered a tale. What tale? Oh, it was nothing. Gossip from a slave, a serving maid I had, Reba. She was a Jewess from a place called Galilee. I know Galilee. It's close to Samaria and Judea, Roman provinces. She entertained me with stories of a Galilean, a man called Jesus. He cured blindness and raised people from the dead. And made lepers clean? Oh, it was fiction, pure fiction. She undoubtedly had a very vivid imagination. She even had delusions about his being some sort of a god. She called him a, a messiah. His name was Jesus? Oh, Basil, you, you don't really believe. Well, I believe nothing, but I shall go to Galilee. You're a fool. A fruitless search after a man who probably doesn't exist. Nerissa, how long ago did you hear these tales? All of 12 months. It's long enough for an earthquake to have devoured Galilee and everyone in it. Basil? Haltyrian. You heard? Yes, I heard. Go to the center of the terrace. Lift out the center stone. It's loose. Concealed under it are two priceless pearls. Take them. Go to Galilee. Every man has his price. hoofs of my horse beat upon the trail beyond the river Euphrates, west across wind-swept mountains into Syria, south to Damascus, south across the river Jordan, and into Galilee. But in Galilee I was sent to Samaria, and in Samaria I was sent to Judea, and wherever I asked for Jesus the Galilean, the answers were troubled and vague. And finally, I had come near Jerusalem to an inn at the foot of a hill in Bethania. The Galilean? The one called Jesus? Oh, yes. I've seen him. Heard him, too. Couldn't help hearing him in these parts. Well, then... Striking appearance. You'd pick him out of a crowd anywhere. Odd, too. Only the son of an artisan. At least that's what they say. Just a carpenter from some place up in Galilee. Um, Nazareth, I think it was. Never did like Galileans myself. But as I say, but he was... you said that he was here. He preached here. Yes. Stood at the side of the road. Told fables. Fables with a sort of a moral ending to them. Pretty good, some of them. Others pretty silly. Like uh, loving your enemies and giving up your life for your fellow man. He said that? He said that a man should give his life for another? Catch me giving my life for a Samaritan of all people. Look out for yourself, that's what I say. Sir, where could I go to hear him? Hear him? And you can't hear him. Why not? Because he was arrested. Arrested? But if he was only talking to people... And doing all sorts of other fantastic things. Curing lepers. Then and... he did cleanse a leper. One? 
Oh, my dear man, ten of them. Ten, mind you. And he was creating popular disorder. That's what Pontius Pilate said. And don't try to disagree with a Roman governor. Then he's in prison. Prison? Why, he was condemned to death for blasphemy. He was crucified. Dead. Dead is the two thieves on either side of him. I have come a long way. I came just to see him. Traveled many months, huh? From beyond the river Euphrates. Oh, an Easterner. Always heard Easterners have lots of money. Well, it's too late. I could do a great deal with a few gold pieces. What do you mean? I mean what I said. A few gold pieces might be useful. Now, I always say, a man who wants something bad enough will pay a good price for it. Oh. Well, here, take them. Take them all. Uh, that's better. Much better. Come outside here. Closed doors, tell no tales. Now, look down the road. You see the tall man under the tree? That's a man from Galilee, Jude Thaddeus. And he's a follower of this Jesus. And that uh, short fellow over there at the well, that's Jude's brother James. When he finishes getting his drink at the well, they'll join up. And wherever they go, you follow them. Where they go, you'll find their master. But you said he was dead. Some say he's been seen alive. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, there, there. There come the other followers. I'll wager they're having some sort of gathering up there. I'll go after them. But take my advice. Keep out of sight. Hug the bushes at the roadside. Say, that's a... Mighty heavy bag you've got over your shoulder? Oh, I'm an artist. I keep my drawing tablet and my materials here. Ah. Won't be likely you'll draw anything up there, just a hill. But I'll take it along. And mine. Don't let them see you. Oh, I'm grateful to you. <laughs> uh, some folks believe anything. Anything at all. I followed the men. Ten of them now. Perhaps eleven or twelve. At the summit, they stopped. Then one stood above the others on a rock. His lips moved, but I could hear no sound. But suddenly, a light seemed to shine upon his face. It was he. It must be he. The one called Jesus. His face was radiant with joy and love, and compassion. It was unlike anything I had ever seen. If I could draw his face, I reached for my tablet. I bent forward to make my sketch. But just as I began, the entire hill was flooded with a dazzling blaze. And then there was a great crash. Rest, my friend. Don't try to move yet. Rest. 
Oh, Ammon. I can see. And it was only for a moment. For a moment, I was blinded on the hill. That is where I found you, on the hill. I know you. You are the man called Jude Thaddeus. Where is he? Where is... The one you call Jesus. He has ascended to his rightful place, beside his father in heaven. You mean he's gone? Only from the sight of men. You're speaking in riddles. If he's gone, how shall I find him? Perhaps you've already found him. How do you mean? By your dress, you have come a long way. From Odessa, to search for the man called Jesus. Why? I heard that he could cure lepers. My foster father is a leper. And you believe that my master could help him? Yes. I know it now. From the very beginning, I had put my hope in him. When I saw him there on the hill, then I was sure of it. That is how you found him. Where there is charity and sacrifice and devotion, there will he be in your midst. You still speak in riddles. If you will remain in Judea, I shall teach you the lessons of my master. But if I can't bring him to Odessa... To his followers, the master has given power to teach, to preach, to heal. Then you will come to Odessa. El Tyrian will give you wealth, jewels. Oh, here, I have pearls with me. I'll give you those. And what would I do with them? Enjoy them, as any man would. <laughs> For how long? A lifetime. And then... Then, that's the end. You are wrong, my friend. That is but the beginning. Tell me, is gold or silver of use now to your king? Then answer this. If he were not cured, what would help him to live through the rest of his days? Something to give him hope. But, yes, I see it now. The man whose face had compassion in its every line... He could never leave the world, never leave someone like Altyrian without the promise of something yet to come. You have learned your first lesson, my friend. You met me when I despaired, and you've already given me hope. Now, if you could do the same for my king... One day I will come to Odessa. When? When I am needed. But I've told you... You have told me of a king who values the world and the things of the world before everything else. When he has prepared his heart to receive Jesus, the Son of God, then I will come. I will teach you, and you will teach him. I will teach you how it is good at times to suffer for the Master. Then a man learns to know the world for what it is. Then he begins to value the riches of heaven. He learns to die to the world that he may live with the Lord for all eternity. I listened, and I learned, and I loved. And then I remembered what Altyrian had said. When you have reason for me to hope, return... And return swiftly.
And I did return, as I had come, along the dusty roads of Judea and Samaria and Galilee and across the river Jordan into Syria. And then I made my way north and east across the river Euphrates to the palace at Odessa. The gardens were deserted, untended, grown with weeds. The halls were empty, and the dust was thick in the rooms. And in the darkest room, I found him. Who's there? It's I, Basil. Get out. Go away. Altyrian, I said I'd find help for you. The Galilean? You found him? Where is he? Let me explain. He's not here. He never existed. He existed. He lived. I saw him. And was his price so high that even my pearls would... He has no price, unless it is the price of love. Altirian, you said to me once, if the world holds nothing of value for me, what then? The man called Jesus is not of this world. You must be demented. The fact that you stand here close to me shows me you've lost your sense. I'm going to stay here. Are you? Well, perhaps I can change your mind for you. I'll open the blinds and let in the light. There. Elstirian. Now, are you still going to stay? Once you asked, what kind of strength would give a man courage to face living death? I have found courage like that. I have found strength for both of us. And hope. You talk of hope. There is hope. Say that when you've been here months alone. Despised, scorned, unclean. A leper. Altyrian, you've already learned this. That man may fail you. But you have yet to learn. Jesus will never fail you. Through the day and on into the night, and for many days afterward, I taught him what you taught me. Sometimes he listened. Sometimes he turned his back. Sometimes he sat silent and morose. And then one day I heard him say aloud, I have received from thy hand a cross. I will bear it even unto death. And I looked up where the moon still hung in the splendor of the sky. And one star still burned bright. It was the morning star of hope. I knew then Jude would come. But it was I, Nerissa, who heard Jude first when he reached Odessa. And I needed most to listen to his words. I say to you then, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto life everlasting. 
love not alone in word or tongue, but in deed. Go now in peace and do likewise. It was only a shabby man speaking to a group of shabby people at the side of the road. But I stood there, rooted to the ground, when I heard his words. Love not alone in word or tongue, but in deed. Oh, poor Terry and my husband, if only I had heard those words before. But it's not too late. It is still possible. I can still help him. So we were together again in the palace, and Basil stood before us with Jude. To Alterian I have brought the tablet, forgotten on the hill in Bethania. Oh, my drawing tablet. Well, you remember, Alterian? You remember how I told you I'd tried to sketch the face of Jesus? Look at the tablet, Alterian. But there is something on it. It's the face of Jesus. Let me see it. I beg you, let me look at it closely. Yes. Let me put my hands on the lines of his face. Speak to him now, Alterian. If you can live again for him, ask him to make you clean. No. I ask only that my faith may never waver. Then my life is his to do with as he pleases. Then I ask him that you be cleansed. That you may serve him and now as king of Edessa. I ask his mercy. People of Edessa once walked in poverty. They walk now in the riches of heaven. And at sunset one day, we stood on a high hill, Nerissa and Altyrian and I, and we saw Jude go south and west to Persia to preach, to teach, and to heal. We knew somehow we would never see him again. But we knew, too, where Jude once walked, no man would ever despair. Through him, to the Son of God, all things are possible.
want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.